Welcome to the show. Guys, what's up? We have Adam and Chrissy, and we are kicking off with our first uh, industrious radio plus TV show. We're like radio <laughs> and TV combo right now. <laughs> awesome. Welcome. Welcome, guys. Yeah, thank Hi, you. Hi, thanks for yeah, having us. Exactly. Totally. It's, great. So, it's great to see everybody too. Not just not to see everybody, but see everybody too. It is. No, I love it. It is one of the benefits of this whole time is that we're all doing more video chats and we're, we're connected to people more maybe than we ever have been, which is kind of ironic uh, because we can't because we can't physically be connected with people. Um, but Adam, we, we want to have you on the show be, for a number of reasons. One, we always love having you on your show because you just offer such great insights. But right now, more than ever, I think your unique skill set and your professional training and, and really what you do for people is, is really needed more than ever. And that is mindset training, leadership training, how we lead ourselves through this time, how we lead our families, how we lead our, our family, our friends, our kids, our, our loved ones, our friends. I mean, we live right now in a time of uncertainty, fear, anxiety. There's a lot of unknowns and there's a lot of people struggling with these big changes. And recently you just put out an incredible article and uh, we want to make sure you share the link on that today where people can find and read that whole article. And you have a number of great resources on there. We want to unpack that article because we feel like for our community, some of the insights that you offer um, are just so valuable right now and can really help us manage our own minds, which really I think is is probably the most important thing that we could be doing right now. Uh, yeah, thank you, Barry, and, and and absolutely, you know, certainly like coronavirus po- poses like a great physical threat, right? Like we, you know, we know the physical threat that it poses, and that's why we're here over video rather than meeting in person um, because of the physical threat that coronavirus provides. Um, but the biggest threat as well in all of this may be our sanity and who are, who are we throughout this process and how do we, uh, and who are we when we make it out on the other side and, and, and the, the sanity piece of this uh, might be something that's overlooked. Um, and so uh, I'm happy to be here to discuss that, you know, to, to have a dialogue about, how we make it through, what does that look like for us, what does success look like for us as, as individuals during this time, um, and how we deal um, with, those challenge, uh, with those challenges. I love it. Yeah. I'm sure, I don't know if you guys have watched the movie Contagion since this all started, but um, it, I, I mean- not, unfortunately. <laughs> no. I don't know. I can't recommend it, really. I, it's like <laughs> a real mixed bag. Like, but the tagline of Contagion is, nothing spreads like fear. You know, and and we certainly can see that happening now. Fear and uncertainty, um, kind of the loss of routine, the removal of so many of the things that we've taken to be kind of immutable in our lives. Um, the ability to be with people we love, the ability to go to restaurants, the ability to go to a gym and get our great workout, be with our industrious community, the ability to go to a sports event. I mean, things that we would we just we take for granted as part of our everyday life, we, we don't have access to and we're getting creative and we're finding ways to move forward. And in the article you put out kind of was based off an exercise that it sounds like you went through in your kind of leadership and development training that really was around, it was a four tile exercise. Do you want to bring that to life for us a little bit and explain kind of how it, it feeds into, you know, what we're going to talk about? Yeah, absolutely. And I've had a little bit of background through my own experience just in life as an individual. Um, and then, you know, through uh, the master's program that I'm in, you know, in organizational leadership with uh, the focus in serving leadership, which is run through uh, Gonzaga University. And it's, it's basically an exercise that slowly takes away what we thought was important 
in our lives, which is what many of us are experiencing right now. You mentioned how we've adapted, um, but slowly and surely and piece by piece, a lot of what we thought was important or a lot of how we defined ourselves uh, have been taken away in our lives. Um, so in this tile exercise, um, we, we, you know, we had little rectangular sheets of paper. Um, I have one of, I have the one that I was left with from the exercise, which I did last fall up here in my office. Um, and you can see it says love on it. Um, and so for, so on these rectangular sheets of paper, for, we write down four qualities, values, skills that you hold most dear. Love was one of those values that I held most dear that ended up being the thing for me that, uh, that endured throughout everything. Uh, four material possessions um, that we think that we hold to be important or that we think are critical or crucial in our lives. Four people um, that are the most important people to us in our lives. And then four goals that we have for, for our career, like external goals that we want to achieve in our lives. So um, with those, you know, four by four, you're left with 16 tiles and that's kind of how the exercise starts. Uh, and then slowly and surely, you know, you're asked to take away some on your own. You're asked to remove one from the person to your right, from the person to your left. You're asked to randomly, you know, just pick up tiles as you walk across the room. And, slow, sl and so slowly and surely, these 16 tiles are, are, are whittled down to one um, during the exercise. Love was the one that, that I was left with throughout all of that. Um, and so, again, that's up in my office here. But it's this exercise of moving from 16 of, you know, what we hold most important and dear in our lives um, down to one. And now we find ourselves in an eerily similar uh, real world, real life scenario where uh, we, we are faced with, with potential loss and, and actual loss of, of many things, um, livelihoods, incomes, uh, regular routines, all this stuff. Uh, we're worried about family members. We all, we all have parents and grandparents. We all have people with immune compromised systems and you know, we're worried about them. We might be worried about ourselves. We might be in a category where we have our own physical issues and conditions that, we, that, that put us at worry. So all this stuff um, is, is kind of in all these, these freedoms that we base our whole life on have, have been temporarily, you know, pushed down for the greater good and, and to protect everyone and to help get through this time. So that exercise that you went through yielded some, some interesting insights to you. Um, and I think those are insights that we can all benefit from now. In your article, you, you share a quote um, that, that kind of really resonated with you or in, in a concept that resonated with you. Um, do you want to you bring that to life for us a little bit? Uh, absolutely. Um, and so I'll start off with, with the quote here. Um, it's from an Odessa album. Odessa is an electronic music group that's actually they're from Bellingham, from the Seattle area. Um, the quote from their album was take was sampled from the movie Another Earth. I've actually never watched the movie in its entirety. I've seen the scene many times over. But anyway, the quote is, and the cosmonaut decides the only way to save his sanity is to fall in love with this sound. Um, so in the movie Another Earth, um, these two characters are having a dialogue about the Russian cosmonaut who's the first person to go up in space the first person to see the curvature of the earth. Um, and there's only like a small habitable part of the spaceship that he's in. And as he's looking out and seeing the curvature of the earth, the first person to see this, he hears a slow ticking coming from the inside 
of his dashboard. And the ticking continues. A few hours of it begin to feel like torture. But like, what's the cosmonaut supposed to do? Like he's up in space, right? Like there's, he's up in space alone. He's in the only habitable part of the spaceship. How is he going to, how is he going to deal with all of this? Um, and so the quote is, and the cosmonaut decides the only way to save his sanity is to fall in love with this sound. And so in the movie, the cosmonaut closes his eyes, sits there for a second. And when he opens his eyes, all he hears is music and he's able to complete the rest of his journey in space in peace. And so as we were performing the exercise, uh, naturally, people were very resistant to it. Uh, you know, my classmates, myself, we were very resistant to it throughout the exercise. We were filled with frustration and anxiety as we were taking things from people next to us as our values, as our career goals, as our material possessions were being taken from us. We were unable or unwilling to make a choice. How, how can we find a place to stand to choose between our career goals and our material possessions and the people that we held most dear? Um, it was an impossible choice for many of us. Um, and, you know, I, find, I found the exercise to be, um, you know, something that I enjoyed throughout. And, and this was in part because I had experienced this situation in my life previously where what I thought you know, where what I thought I held most dear um, was suddenly flipped on its end, um, where everything that I had built myself up to be was challenged. Um, and at the time, you know, at that period in my life where I was experiencing a personal, professional, and relationship crisis, the quote popped into my life three days later, literally. And the cosmonaut decides the only way to save his sanity is to fall in love with this sound. And naturally, I had been kind of drilled or I had been programmed for two ways to respond to a torturous or difficult situation. There's the, the fleeing aspect of it, the flight aspect of it, where we can escape it, run away from it altogether. It's, you know, we're just avoiding the situation. The other aspect is the enduring aspect of it. And I think that's what many of us thought would be the situation that we're in now. We just, this is just something that we have to endure. So there's the, the flight aspect and the fight aspect. Fight is enduring the situation. But falling in love with this sound presents a third path. It presents a new option. No longer is it something that we have to grit our teeth and bear through. Uh, it can be something that we learn from and something that we use to develop and thrive throughout. And so in all of this uncertainty in my life where Everything around who I thought I was and who I thought I was going to be and who I built myself up to be was flipped on its head. Falling in love with this sound gave me a path forward to learn about myself. It gave me a place to stand when things were difficult. Um, and it offered a path forward to make meaning of the situation in order to then transform into something different or greater. Um, because if we endure the situation, it may result in you know, a physical accomplishment, we may get to the other side. And obviously that beats the alternatives. And in this situation, there are certainly many things that we have to endure. Um, but enduring also ensures that we'll continue the same path that we've been on. Um, it, present, it prevents the opportunity to learn. Um, and when we open up to the situation and fall in love with it, 
It then presents a new path forward. It allows us to make different meaning out of it. Our mental models and how we see our, how we see the world can be challenged, and it presents a new path forward to allow ourselves to move into greater um, or different people. Chrissy, thoughts? I love it. It's uh, reminding me of the quote that is going around about how when this is all over, the hope is that we don't return to our old normal. The hope is that we turn into this new normal and that we learn from this experience. So I think that it's very encouraging for our members to hear this, to know that we're all in this together and we have three options. We can fight this. We can run from it, even though there's no running from it, or we can take this opportunity and learn and grow from it, uh, which in my opinion is our best option. Yeah. And I, I think when we think about flight, you know, it's easy to drown ourselves in uh, Netflix, you know, it's, mm-hmm. and, and it's video games and, uh, you know, drinking, just, just putting ourselves to sleep. Right. And, and maybe there's a little bit of that. That's good. I'm not going to, I'm not, listen, I've watched a ton of Netflix, played some video games, had <laughs> way too many bourbons lately. So, I mean, this is <laughs> by no means, uh, I'm not condemning that, but that's that you don't want to stay there. Right. Like that's right. yes. Like, you know, that's going to happen. That can happen. Um, and we lost Chrissy and she'll, oh, there she's back, but we don't, we don't want to get stuck there. Right. And, and then I think the other side, you know, one of the other quotes that's going around so much right now is like this too shall pass. Mm. And, and I, I get that that's like a positive thing, but I don't, I don't like that quote really, you know, it's like super passive and, and it's kind of, kind of, I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't ring with me well. Like this, this idea of, of falling in love and with the sound of shifting the mind of looking for, you know, with a creative and open mind to like what new possibilities are in front of you right now. It's, it's so active and it's so Mm -hmm. empowering in a time when almost all of us have a tendency to feel disempowered. Like we have less options. We have less to do. There's less, we're, we're, we're afraid of the like leadership. What are they doing? What's the government doing? It's all less, 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 you know, and it's like easy to shift into victim mode and, and blame mode and get stuck and then put yourself to sleep. So I love this proactive way of, of kind of shifting how we're looking at the situation. What, what's empowering about the quote for you, Barry, or for you, Chrissy, like in what way do you find, you know, that path or that perspective to be empowering? Um, for me, I would say it resonates with me because my day-to-day is hustle, bustle, loud, go here, go there. And when I read that quote, it made me realize that I need to be okay with this silence that I'm getting to experience or this like sense of calmness that I'm getting to experience. And early on in the beginning of um, this transition, it was unsettling for me. I felt like I was doing something wrong or that I couldn't slow down. And when I read that quote, I was like, yes, I need to, I need to be okay with this. And I need to know that this is just the season that we're in. Awesome. That's great. For me, you know, one of the things that my mind is capable of is I like to look at big pictures. I like to do strategic thinking. That's what my 
primary, one of my good skill sets is, is kind of a strategic growth advisor. I can see all the possibilities, right? It's like, here's, and like, here's a path forward to go get that awesome thing you want. But on the flip side, I can also see like, here's all the possibilities and here's all the things that if they go a certain way could, could result in a lot of bad things happening too. Right. So like when that strategic vision can go both ways, um, can kind of like build a bridge to heaven or, or it can kind of build an escalator to hell. And during a time like this one, there's like so many things outside of, of my control, like to, to, to kind of build that escalator to hell and like to get on that thing and ride it down and to have anxiety around what happens if global supply chains break? What hap- Do we have enough food stockpile? Like I only have a samurai sword in a collection of comic books. Like, you know, do I need to build an arsenal right now? Like, yeah, it's like, should I be stockpiling cash, gold bars? Where should I bury the gold bars? You know, like all this kind of stuff, right? Um, that's like not not create. It's not productive. It's not creative. It, it it the times I've done that, it's caused huge. It's like the only couple times I've gone into a giant argument with my wife is when I've like gone into freak out mode like that, and it's just caused huge huge arguments. So so like this quote for me, it's like. The astronauts in space, he cannot do anything about the sound in the, the ship. Like he can't change. Like there's he can't he can't fix it. Like like I can't control the global economy right now. Like I, I can't there's I can't do anything about the N95 respirator mask shortages. You know what I'm saying? But like what I can do is shift my mind and my focus into something I can control, which is to get out on that run, which is to go pick that weight up and go get that workout in. It's to dial in for the workout of the day. And hit my fitness because like in those moments it all is gone right and what's left is like the joy and the physicality of moving and the deep appreciation of taking a deep breath and, and breathing with free clear lungs and feeling powerful and feeling alive and vital and so that's for me really what the quote helps connect me back to looking for all the ways i can do that in my life not just with my physicality how can i do that with my business i'm gonna do that in my relationships how can i seek in this moment now to connect to what is real and true and, and what I have ownership, what I can control, what I can do something about, not obsessed about everything that I can. So what, what I hear from both of you in that response just now is that falling in love with the sound allows us to make meaning out of what's going on and then chart a path forward for what we then do about what we're thinking or feeling or experiencing. When we run away from the sound by escaping it or trying to alter it or trying to control it, we either fail to make meaning out of it or we make meaning that's not based in reality. Um, And then if we do just chalk it up to just another experience, something that we just have to endure, if we try to escape it, we then fail to maximize the learning available, fail to maximize the meaning available. um, And then we ensure that whatever happens next from here will look exactly like the first part, which I don't think is something that any of us want. Um, And so then when we fall in love with the sound, like we forget that the rest of the script in our story, in our movie hasn't been written. The script in our story, in, in, in our movie, like we're writing it in each moment through our capacity to learn, through our capacity to make meaning. Um, and only by maximizing the meaning in each moment can we then write the rest of the script. Otherwise, it just wafts over us. And so by falling in love with the sound, what I hear from each of you um, is that it's allowed you to make meaning out of what's going on and then write 
the script, create that script for yourself moving forward. Was I understanding that correctly there? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think part of it is just remembering that fact of like, you are the author, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you retain the ability to direct the camera and to, to fill that frame with whatever is going to, fo- you're going to focus on, you know, if we're talking the movie analogy, like you're choosing what to focus on, you're choosing what to fill the frame with and what you focus on and what you fill the frame with becomes your reality. So I, I think that that's a powerful reminder um, of that. Awesome. Adam, when it comes to helping us to do this, you know, or, or helping a person, you know, someone's listening to this, this is all resonating. Um, is there further study, uh, exercise activity we should do, uh, a key resource, maybe something that you have or put together for the community or something we can access or tap into? I know you have one-on-one coaching, but, you know, is there something else we can take away from this that a person could could just put into their, their life and implement? Um, for sure. And, you know, the first thing that I would advise would just be going online to my website, adamgcoaching.com, going to learn, uh, and then articles from there, and then reading this most recent article that we're discussing. So that, you know, whoever you are, you have the fullness of understanding exactly what we're talking about, links to the videos, to, um, you know, the movie clip, et cetera, so you can feel and experience it for your own and make meaning for it, um, you know, for yourself. Um, as we're talking about all of this in, in terms of, you know, next steps from there or, you know, practices or exercises, you know, there are three things that I mentioned at, at the end of the article that I would, you would advise as, you know, I don't want to say advise, but three things that I would recommend as practices as something to move forward. And I say, meet it with gratitude, be curious about it, uh, and be open to it. Above that is don't run away from it don't seek to control it or alter it. And so meeting it with gratitude is uh, being grateful for what we have in our lives. And that gives us a place to stand being grateful for uh, everything that we have in the situation that we're in. Being curious about it is suspending our judgments about what's going on. Um, Really digging in, asking the questions, what is going on right here, right now? What am I feeling? What am I experiencing? What does it feel like in my body? What are the emotions um, that I'm experiencing and trying to just be really, really curious about what's going on? And then the openness to it is not resisting it. Um, Again, it's just being open to everything that we're experiencing or feeling, not trying to shut off to certain things. Um, Again, not trying to control it or alter it. So I'd say meet it with gratitude, be curious about it, um, and be open to it, uh, and then find the place to stand in whatever meaning we develop out of it from there. Um, those would be three things or three starting places. Um, certainly, I referenced the tile exercise at the beginning, and that might be one. It might be interesting to go through on our own, although it might be a little bit difficult on our own. Um, but I'd say read the article, adamgcoaching.com, uh, learn the articles, and then fall in love with the sound by meeting it with gratitude, being curious about it, uh, and being open to it. Adam, awesome stuff, man, as always. And uh, timely, really timely. I think um, when we look at, you know, seeking to weather, you know, get through this, embrace it, connect, look for the opportunity to be creative, open and expand. You know, one of the one of the just also basic considerations you had, you brought it up earlier, was just like our physical health and well-being right now. 
And one of the best things that we can do to deal with our, with our physicality and our health is by stress reduction. And this type of exercise and these putting some of these principles that you just described in place can be a powerful way to bring that anxiety, that flight and flight, and all of the stress responses that occur when that happens help bring that into check. Because if we can get that in check, that's one of the most powerful ways that we can create a balanced immune system that can help us stay healthy during this time. So it's also very practical advice um, from a health standpoint as well. Uh, absolutely. I, I, enti- you know, I, I very much agree. And you know, when you, when we think of dealing with uncomfortable emotions, oftentimes like, uh, um, oftentimes not naming them or putting them down is, is often, or, or, you know, shutting off to them is what we look at as something is the best way to deal with it and move forward. And that might be great to accomplish tasks, but when we're in a longer term situation, um, in which this is going to be dealing with, uh, in which we're going to be dealing with these things for a while, um, naming them becomes more powerful because then when we name them and when we experience thing, when we experience them, we also decide what we want to do about them. And sometimes it may be not nothing. Sometimes it might be letting it pass. Sometimes it might be okay. Well, I need to go work out through this. Um, but when we're not able to name our emotions or we're not even able to recognize what we, what we might be thinking or feeling uh, in our body, um, then they have power over us. We don't have power over them. Um, and so I would certainly say that being able to recognize what's going on, being curious about it and open to it, um, then allows us to decide what we want to do about it, um, which could then in turn reduce stress um, rather than it bubbling up inside of us and coming out in ways um, that we're not comfortable with or okay with, or in ways that harm those closest to us. And certainly as we're all in close quarters, um, around our loved ones, um, we don't want to be causing, I would think personally, I don't want to be causing emotional harm to those loved ones around me. Uh, and so there's no, uh, you know, I think if we're not aware of what we're experiencing or feeling, then it becomes a way in which we are inadvertently causing um, some emotional harm to those around us. Mm-hmm. Chrissy, final thoughts before we wrap? Uh, just that continue to remember that while there's so much out of our control right now, there are still so many things that we can control. We can control how we respond. We can control what we put in our bodies. We can control what we do with our bodies. So continue to control what you can control. I love it. Adam, we got to get you back on the show. Maybe this is kind of a standing spot. We get you on every, every little bit here to help us weather this and get through this time and, yeah. um, and, and keep our mindset in a proper place with some really specific exercises and some really insightful ways that we can do that. So thank you so much uh, for jumping on the show with Chrissy and I. And until the next time, work hard, live fit, stay safe, and fall in love with the sound. Guys, we'll see you on the next show. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Thank you, Barry. See you guys. Enjoy. Bye.